I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. A fortune cookie came with my wonton soup and General So's chicken a couple of days ago. It said I shouldn't operate machinery for the next several days. And I wasn't worried about it. You know, it's just a fortune cookie. Ho-hum, as they say when they forget the lyrics. I forgot about it. I had important things on my mind. I've been up to my nose in some head work for the last few days, writing some new TV commercials for my day job. So yesterday I'm there and I'm working away at the computer and my lady wonder wench calls and she was obviously breathing heavily and she said, Dick. Now, that gets my attention because she never calls me Dick unless there's something unusual going on and the unusual thing that's going on is a problem. She calls me Richard if she's very upset with me, but Dick is the problem name. So I said, okay, take it easy, what's up? She said, Dick, the car is broken down and it won't start. I said, where are you? She told me. I wasn't far from home, so I hopped in the car and I tore off down the road. And I got to the problem scene pretty fast. There was a state cop car with the lights flashing and a block-long backup of very upset drivers who couldn't get past the stopped cars. Many of them, as they were waiting, seemed to be doing exercises with their center fingers. It's not a happy sight. Of course, I did what any self-respecting husband would do. I looked under the hood. And I looked, and there was the engine and a whole bunch of other stuff in there, you know, and wires and hoses and things. So I grabbed some wires, and I jiggled them around, and I said, try it now. Of course, nothing happened. Meantime, the lady cop, who obviously had experience with husbands coming to the rescue, had already called a tow truck, which got there pretty fast, and soon things were under control. Wonder Wench wasn't hurt. Outside of a four-figures repair bill, life fairly quickly returned to its usual din and clatter, and I returned to trying to get these commercials done. So I was working this morning, and from the head of the stairs, I heard it, Dick! Now, wow, like any husband, I jumped up, and I spilled hot coffee on my jeans, and let me tell you, that'll wake you up. She said, Dick, the car won't start. I said, what are you talking about? They're fixing it at the garage. She said, no, your car won't start. Oh, boy. Now, both of our cars have six-figure mileage on them, but we take care of them, and the idea that both would go down at the same time was kind of a nasty shock. But I strode purposefully out into the driveway there, and I noticed without even lifting the hood that there was gas all over the place. Gets your attention? The fortune cookie had struck again. It was obviously time for another tow truck. So... While Wonder Wench was making the call, I got down under the car to check things out, and I noticed there were a lot of pipes and stuff down there, you know, something that looked suspiciously like dripping gas. So Wonder Wench came out, and she said, What's wrong? And I said, It's leaking. That kind of incisive diagnosis is the kind of stuff for which husbands are well known. And that's not the end. My fortune cookie was obviously from the communist Chinese mainland, and it hadn't finished with its terrorism. Our grass was getting to the point where a good breeze made it wave, so I figured, all right, I'll do a running mount on my lawn tractor and zoom around the yard a bit. And my trusty tractor belched into life and kept belching and belching and belching. 
so my keen mechanical instincts immediately kicked in, and I noticed purple smoke and a small flame belching out a little too close to my left leg. Tow truck time again. A three-tow truck day. All because of a terrorist fortune cookie. If you had that kind of thing happen to you, let me know. Send me an email. Why don't you tell me about it? Let's expose those guys. The address is dick at dicksummer.com. All right. Time for some dicks details. Just little interesting but totally unimportant things to take your mind off all the big stuff in your life that can keep you awake. When a porpoise is looking for a mate, it swims upside down. I was known for that kind of thing while I was a lifeguard at Coney Island. NASA says you can't snore in the weightlessness of space. Now, wait a minute. How do they know that? Must be on the experiment list, I guess. And mentioning this to the press, we're launching this rocket to check for snoring in outer space. Oh, really? Hope they don't have any fortune cookies on board. The uh, U.S. Cavalry's last horse, Chief, was his name. He just died at the age of 36. So no more horsing around for the cavalry, I guess. Dick's details. Well, little stuff to take your mind off your mind. Wonder Wench has a horse, by the way. And she gets out there and she rides every day. And there's a story in the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD about a pretty lady with a horse, a husband who is all talk and no action, and a pilot who wanted to take off with her. It's called Mr. Small Talk. You married Mr. Smalltalk, a nice, hard-working guy who sprays his car with air freshener and hangs his trousers up carefully before he makes love. His conversations are full of how's the weather and sports scores, kind of stuff that mostly fills empty spaces with sounds. He even asked you to marry him in Smalltalk. He said, we could get married if you like. You were in your late 20s and very tired of the dating game. You couldn't think of any particular reason to say no, so you said yes. Well, predictably, your marriage is like most of your conversations. Small talk casual. It's not bad, just sort of distant. And that's okay, because you like your space, and he's even got some money. You're a bright woman. You run your own business, and you ride your quarter horse in shows. You love the challenge of both. You set your own schedule, so you take time each day for a ride. The exercise feels good, and so does the teamwork that you and your horse are teaching each other. After your ride, you usually stop at a neighborhood diner for lunch and a few laughs with the other regulars. One of them is a flight instructor at the small airport down the road. You first noticed him because he was obviously trying not to notice you. He didn't stare. He just couldn't seem to stop his eyes from flicking your way. It surprised you because your everyday riding outfit is a pair of worn, stretchy jeans and an old, long-sleeved, blue turtleneck sweater under a plaid flannel shirt with a green down vest. You get muddy and sweaty when you ride, and your hair gets scrunched down inside your helmet. It's not exactly sexy. His opening line was, Hi, this place is pretty crowded today. Do you mind if I share your table? He's a very ordinary-looking guy. Average height. Worn brown leather jacket, couple of gray streaks and curly brown hair. Ray-Ban sunglasses, t-shirt, jeans, and scuffy sneakers. He said, 
I noticed that you dressed for horseback riding. I had a horse. Most people don't understand how delicate they are for such big, powerful creatures. He spoke quietly and easily about how often horses die from things like a broken heart. He had the kind of deep, gravelly voice that would make you feel safe and comfortable if it were coming out of the PA system in an airliner in bad weather. You began to look forward to your lunchtime conversations. He had the kind of sense of humor that covers a deep, lonely streak, like a wound that is healed but still hurts. He's shy. He only talks about things that are important to him. Small talk is simply not his style. When he talks about the weather, it's with a pilot's respect for the life and death power of nature. But he certainly has a small life. His airplane, his collection of jazz CDs, and now his lunchtime meetings with you. He sees things that are too small for most people to notice, the way sunlight catches bits of dust in the air, the way your eyes change color when you laugh, the secrets the other diners are giving away with small changes in their body language. He's a widower. He's a little down on his luck. Flight instructors don't make very much money. Until last year, he was a co-pilot with an airline that didn't make it. His job crashed the day after his wife was killed in a traffic accident. Then one day he said, I might come out to watch you ride sometime after lunch. And today he did it. Nobody ever came out to watch you ride, even when you went to shows. He just stood outside the barn with his arms folded and... When he caught your eye, he smiled, and you were so surprised, you got off your horse, you ran over to him, and you wrapped both your arms around one of his, and you leaned your head against his shoulder. There was a trace of engine smell in the soft brown leather of his jacket, and more than a trace of surprise in his eyes. His arms automatically made a ring around your shoulders. Without thinking, you laid your cheek against his chest and you slipped your hand under his jacket and shirt and you were rubbing slowly up and down his back. He took a quick, deep breath that sounded like an old wound breaking open. And then without a word, he loosened his arms so you could step back if that's what you wanted to do. But you didn't. Because you couldn't move. The message in his eyes was steady and clear. If you stay where you are, Please, don't ever expect me to be just your friend. No confusion. No protection. No words. You knew you needed to speak. You needed to say no, but you couldn't. There was only the rustle of your breathing and his quiet heartbeat. And then a deep, powerful male sound came up from somewhere unprotected inside him. It wasn't a word, it was just a sound, but it filled all the space between you with a quick, soft shock. And you were suddenly safe, but warm and dangerously naked in his arms. The time for small talk in your life may be past.
That's Mr. Small Talk from the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you'd like to check out the whole album, you can just click the Bedtime Stories cover on the website. And if you'd just like a fresh copy of that one story, just click on the CD Baby icon and do a download. Whatever works for you. And whatever you do, please report all suspicious fortune cookies. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.